episode of Impact Today. I'm so glad you're here with me. Today I'm by myself. Victoria's not with me. But I believe we have a wonderful message for you. I'm going to teach you today on the subject of faith. Before I continue, let me remind you to visit our website at impacttoday.tv. And uh, there's things there you can click on. If you have prayer requests, praise report, if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior by watching this program, we would love to hear from you. Also, um, if you fish around on that website, you can also find a podcast of this same show. Uh, If you like to podcast and listen to programs while you're driving down the road, uh, we encourage you to do that. It'll be a blessing to you. Uh, I know with me... Uh, a lot of times when I listen to messages, I don't necessarily comprehend it uh, the very first time. Or maybe I have comprehended it, but there's always more. The Word of God is like that. It's living. It's powerful. Uh, you know, just beca- because I ate a good meal yesterday, let's say, you know, steak or whatever, or a good delicious chicken dinner. Uh, just because I had that chicken dinner yesterday doesn't mean I'm not going to want to eat it again. So it's always important to go back to the Word of God and feed on it, just like we eat food every day. We need to feed on God's Word every day. So here today, I want to talk to you on the subject of faith, and I really want to emphasize uh, one or two aspects about the subject of faith. And I want to read to you Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'll read it again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Praise God. Uh, That word substance, you could actually translate it title deed. That's one of the meanings of the Greek word it comes from. It's a title deed. Now, you know, when you have the deed to a piece of property, it is the proof, it is the evidence that that property belongs to you, that you own it. So you could read it like this. Now faith is the title deed of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Or you could read it like this. Now faith is the ownership of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One uh, organization or movement coined the phrase that the prayer of faith always ends with the glad testimony. It's mine, I have it now. Amen. See, faith is now. One of the things I want you to hear today is that faith is not hope. Hope is not faith. Now, hope is very, very important. In fact, you cannot have faith unless you do have hope because hope sets the goal. Hope is the target, but hope is future tense. Faith is present tense. And sometimes what people do, 
they fall into the trap. They'll even say things like this. I'm hoping and a praying that somehow it'll work out. Well, there's no guarantee it's going to work out with that kind of belief. Amen. Because Jesus didn't say all things are possible to him who hopes. He said all things are possible to him who believes. Hallelujah. All things are possible to him who believes, not hopes. Now, hope's important. We never want to take your hope away from you. But until you add faith to that hope, that hope's not going to come to pass. But once you mix that hope with some faith, your miracle's on the way. Praise God. Hallelujah. One translation of Hebrews 11, verse 1 says this. What is faith, you ask? Well, it is an inner assurance that the things we hope for actually exist. And the conviction that they are already ours. Notice that. Did you hear that? And the conviction that they are already ours, even though we cannot see them. So before you can see it, before you can hear it, before you can taste it, before you can smell it, before you can feel it, faith says, it's mine, I have it now. Now, what do you mean by it's mine? The promise of God. See, faith is always based on knowledge. Knowledge of what God's word promises us. Romans 10 verse 17 says, For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how we know what God will do for you. What has he promised you? What will he do for you? What he promised. He speaks a word. This is the way God works. He speaks a word. We hear it. We believe it. We claim it as ours. We act upon it. And then God performs the promise. God's word always performs itself. Within the word of God is the power necessary to become its own fulfillment because it's seed. Seed, if you plant it in the ground, within that seed is the power for it to produce whatever the seed is for. If it's an apple tree, a mango tree, a a corn crop, whatever it is, all the power necessary is in that seed planted. God's word is seed. If you plant it in your heart... It'll come to pass. Just don't dig it up. Don't plant it. Say, yeah, I receive it. And then all of a sudden you're digging it up to see if it's working or not. Uh-uh. A farmer would never get any, get any results that way. You got to plant it, keep it planted, and let it work inside of you. Hallelujah. It will come to pass in your life. Praise God. Amen. So hope is future. Faith is now. You've got to turn that hope or you've got to add faith to that hope for it to come to pass. Amen. Now, a scripture that has just absolutely changed my life is found in Mark chapter 11. Uh, you know, we might as well read verse 23. But the part I really want you to see is verse 24. But for context, let's just look at verse 23. Uh, Jesus he, he says this to you and I. He says, For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Notice, says to the mountain. Sometimes Christians are too busy talking to God about their problems. 
when they need to talk to their problem. (laughs) Talk to the problem and tell that problem to go. Tell that mountain to go. That's what he said. Notice, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Notice the exercise of the heart and the mouth. Faith always believes with the heart, and it speaks what it believes with the mouth. Believe, speak. It's how it always works. Amen. Believe in your heart that mountain has to move. Speak to it, and it will move. Hallelujah. What is that mountain? Maybe a sickness, a cancer, a demon, uh, a bill, money that needs to come to pay that bill. Speak to it. It'll respond. Your mountain will hear your voice. Your mountain will obey your voice. Praise God. Amen. Uh, But I want you to notice verse 24. It says, therefore, Jesus, this is Jesus, the son of God, talking to you and I. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, notice carefully what Jesus said. Therefore, I say to you, he's talking to you, he's talking to me. Whatever things you ask, one translation would say, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. Believe you receive what? The thing you asked. When you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Hallelujah. Notice, when are you to believe you receive? He tells you right there, when you pray. Well, Brother Mark, I believe that when I feel good, I'll believe that God has answered my prayer. Well, then you might not receive your answer because Jesus tells you what you have to do. He says you have to believe you receive when you pray. Then you'll feel the answer. There's an unchanging law of faith here that you, you, it'll never change. It's perpetual. And that is this. Believing you have received comes before, not after, seeing and feeling. Seeing and feeling comes after, not before, after believing you have received. You have to believe you're healed first then you'll experience the healing second. You have to believe you have that money necessary to pay that that responsibility first. Then you'll have it second. Believing always comes first. Experience comes second. Praise God. Uh, There's a story that I've read it many years ago, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. It's under the ministry of Brother Smith Wigglesworth, a a mighty man of God who um, went on to be with the Lord, I believe in the year 1947, many years ago. I've read many books about him and by him, uh, his sermons. And uh, he he tells one story. He he lived in Great Britain, and he would have an annual convention. And... uh, and every year people would come and he was known for his healing ministry. So they would come and many people would come expecting to receive a miracle. Well, this, this young, this lady came 
who had a goiter in her, in her throat. And if you know goiters, they can be very dangerous. They can eventually choke the life out of you. Choke. You can't, you can't breathe properly. You can't swallow properly. And uh, so she had this goiter. But she had made up her mind. And she was going to believe and act on the word of God. That when hands were laid upon her in the name of Jesus Christ by the man of God, that she at that moment would believe she received. Just like Jesus said here. When you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. Believe you receive what? The thing you asked for. So she did that. So the, the night came when they ministered to the sick. Hands were laid upon her in the name of Jesus to the physical eye. Everything looked exactly the same. She still had the goiter, but she believed she received according to the word of God. A couple nights later, they had a testimony. Testimony time for people to give testimony of what God was doing in their life. And this lady stood up with the goiter in her, in her, uh, on her neck and said, I want to thank the Lord Jesus that when hands were laid upon me, he wonderfully healed me of this, of this uh, growth in my neck. And I'm just giving him all the honor and glory for it. And everyone looked at her like, what in the world is she thinking? Look at the goiter, it's still there. And she sat down, but she believed. Well, one year went by. Remember, this was an annual conference that Brother Smith Wigglesworth would have. And there's the woman. She's attending the conference again. And, and she, uh, the goiter's still there. In fact, it's a little larger. When testimony time came up, she stood up to her feet and said, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ because one year ago, when hands were laid upon me in his name, I believed I received my healing. And I'm so thankful that Jesus has healed me of this condition. Life has been grand. Life is wonderful. And I'm giving him the glory for it. And sat down and everyone's looking at her like, she's a little weird. Everyone but the evangelist. He knew what was going on because he was a man of faith. Well, one year goes by again. So this is two years later after hands were initially laid, hand, uh, initially laid on her and she believed she received. She stood up at testimony at time. And this time, the goiter's even a little larger. Two years later, this is her third time standing to her feet and testifying. She stood up and she said, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ because two years ago when Brother Wigglesworth laid hands on me, I believed I received my healing and Jesus wonderfully healed me and life is great, life is wonderful and I'm giving him all the glory for what he has done in my life. I am healed and sat down. People thought she was strange. She went home and her mom rebuked her. Her mother said, you're, you're, you're a reproach. You're bringing a reproach on our family. You need to stop saying this. Go look in the mirror. See for yourself. The gourd is still there. It's larger than ever. Well, that upset the daughter. She went, she went to bed, but she did not look in the mirror. She did not look in the mirror. Why? Faith doesn't look in the mirror. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me turn to it real quickly. Verse 18, you could read it like this. 
while we do not look at the things which are perceived by the five physical senses, but at the things which are not perceived by the five physical senses. For the things which are perceived by the five physical senses are temporary, or they're subject to change. But the things which are not perceived by the five physical senses are eternal. God's word is eternal. When you focus on the word of God and not what your five physical senses are saying, you align with God's word, which is eternal. And God's word will override that thing which is subject to change. That's what that that young lady did. She went to bed. She was distraught because... Her mother was upset with her and her mother rebuked her and said, go look in the mirror. The gourd is bigger than ever. Well, she went to bed, but when she went to her bedroom, she didn't look in the mirror. She went to bed with a tear in her eye. She said, dear Lord Jesus, please show the people, just like you showed me, how you healed me. And then she went to sleep. The next morning she woke up and the gourd was completely gone. Hallelujah. That, my friend, is the power of believing the Word of God. No matter what circumstance you have in your life, if you will take God at His Word, claim His promises as yours, pray about it and say, Lord, I believe I receive what you have promised me, and then begin to thank Him for it, you will see wonderful things happen in your life. If you'll just stick with it, don't quit, don't give up, stick with it and keep saying it. It's mine. I have it now. I won't let go of it. I give you the praise, Lord. I give you the glory. Hallelujah. Miracles will happen for you. You know, every time we do a miracle festival. And I mean, even before the festival starts, I believe I believe I receive mighty miracles to happen. And we get on the platform and we we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We declare His goodness. We declare His faithfulness. We declare His power. We declare the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. Then what do we do? We lead people to receive Christ. But then we pray the prayer of faith for the masses. Before we see anything, before we feel anything, we believe we receive miracles. And you know what happens? Jesus shows up and Jesus performs his miracles. Seen it time and time again. One time, Victoria and I, we were, here's a little example. We were at um, a, uh, a, a certain place in the world that we, I won't disclose. And uh, there, there, there was a, a lady who came forward for prayer. And she had uh, cataracts in her eyes. She couldn't see. And we had said, when we pray, miracles are going to happen. Well, we laid hands on her in the name of Jesus Christ. And she walked away, still not seeing. And uh, I, she went to a pastor, and this pastor was wise about it. She said, what is this? What is this? They said that when they prayed, miracles would happen, and they laid hands on me for cataracts, and uh, nothing happened. I, I, I'm, I'm still the same. And that pastor was wise and he said, if you will believe something happened when they prayed, you'll get your miracle. 
And she said, okay, I believe. I believe. Two weeks later, her, her eyes were completely healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, sometimes miracles are instant. Sometimes they're gradual. But the important thing is, is that you believe you have received it when you pray. And when you believe you receive it, it'll be yours. In fact, you know, many times when we end a prayer, what do we do? We say, in Jesus' name, and then we say, amen. Amen means, so be it. Or, it also means, it is so. So really, that can be your point of contact. You know, don't end your prayer unless you're ready to say amen. (laughs) Amen. Because when you say amen, you're declaring, it is so. And that's living Bible faith. Praise God. Never forget, Victoria and I, we were in a village preaching the gospel to people who'd never heard of Jesus before. And this man brings forth, brings forward his his four-year-old boy. I might have already told you this story, but it bears repeating. this, this four-year-old boy, he was born with some kind of brain condition. and uh, In fact, he couldn't contr- control the, the drool that would come out of his mouth. He was mute, no speaking, couldn't walk without assistance. He would hold on to the furniture around the house to get around, or someone would have to hold him. And so he's, he's, he comes forward. And Victoria and I, we laid hands on that child. How? In the name of Jesus Christ. And we broke the power of the devil. Why? Because we recognize sickness as being from the devil. You know, uh, the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. See? He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by who? The devil. So we recognize that. So in the name of Jesus, we broke the power of the devil. Then we said, Father, now heal this boy from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We ask you in the name of Jesus to heal him. And we believe we receive now. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Now, to the physical eye, the boy looked exactly the same. In fact, he was a little, he didn't like the fact that this strange white guy was laying hands on him. He wasn't a white boy, he was from a village. He'd probably never seen a white person before, so I looked very strange to him. And so he, uh, it helped, he, he tried to like take my hand off of him. He's just a little boy, you know, but he couldn't cry, he couldn't, he couldn't even cry out. He had no, he could not even cry, much less speak and talk in, you know, in sentences. And so he, with, a, with silence, he's like, and we just, just lovingly just, in the name of Jesus, we believe we receive. When we left, he still couldn't speak, couldn't even cry out, drool, couldn't walk. We left, believing we received when we prayed. The next night when we went back, Praise God, that boy was healed by the power of God. He was crying out. He could speak. He could walk. No more drool coming out of his mouth. 
He was healed by the power of God. I don't know at what point the miracle manifested, but all I know is 24 hours after I saw him for the first time, the Lord had completely healed him. That, my friend, is the power of faith. Never forget this. You have to possess it in your heart first before you hold it in your hands second. Amen. You have to believe you have the answer before you experience the answer. Then you will experience the answer. But God is faithful to his word. This is Jesus. I want you to notice what he said. He said, believe you have received them and you will have them. And he cannot lie. Hallelujah. Praise God. But the greatest miracle of all, the greatest and the most important, the most crucial miracle of all is the miracle of salvation. Having a heart that's stained by sin, washed clean. Hallelujah. Today, let me invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And salvation works the same way. You have to believe He hears you when you pray, when you call on His name. You have to believe you're saved first. You experience salvation second. Let me lead you right now. Say this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And right now, I ask you to save me. I call on the name of Jesus Christ. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I believe you, he was buried. And I believe you raised him up to, new, to life on my behalf. So I could be called righteous. I accept your gift of righteousness. I repent of my sin. I accept Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And according to your promise, I believe I am saved. Thank you for saving me now in Jesus' name. Now, if you have a sickness in your body or if you have a need, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the beautiful people who are watching me. I thank you that you see every one of them, you know their needs. And right now we exercise our faith and we ask you right now to heal them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. We ask you to meet all of their needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you for your power to save. We thank you for your power to heal. And we believe we receive miracles in their lives now. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank him for it. Healing is yours. Miracles are yours. Provision is yours. Deliverance is yours. Salvation is yours. Amen. Hallelujah. We're glad you joined us today. If you just experienced a miracle in your body, or you just accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you have a prayer request, please visit us at impacttoday.tv and let us know about it. We will pray for you. We love you. God bless you. Until next time, remember, faith always works. God bless. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support 
of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.